You see them everywhere. You may even be one of the people who put them on things. On poles, on books, on walls, on cars, on cats, on people. I'm seeing lots of stickers all over the place. I even saw a guy with a baby on board sticker just backing out of a parking spot and bam, directly hit another car. This guy had some serious issues with pulling out. Hmm. Yeah, it's going to be one of those podcasts. On this episode about stickers on Street Curb Curiosity. Oh, man, oh, man. I mean, there are vinyl, there are paper, latex, metal, foil, plastic, stickers of all kinds. And maybe it's just me, but I am seeing more and more of these things on everything everywhere. Even after last year's election drama with politics, there are stickers on everything. Hence, this, uh, shall we say, auditory observation. You remember the good job stickers you used to get on your homework? I remember getting gold stars. If you got a red star or a blue star, that meant it was good, but not as good as the gold star. You got more stars with the more homework you did correctly. Oh, shut up. I went to Catholic school, okay? A sticker for your vac shot, a sticker for voting, address labels, price tags, postage stamps. Think of all the stickers from FedEx and UPS and the post office that just are out there in the world every day. We're going to talk more about those guys later on. But every package, that package you're getting today, that letter you're getting today, has a sticker on it. There are stickers on your banana. Sorry, I had to tell you, but you have a sticker on your banana. The four-digit number for checkout is 4011. By the way, we got those damn Chiquita banana stickers back in 1944, and they still today put those stickers on by hand. Why? Well, because the machines just damage your banana too much. By the way, that 4011, that's called a PLU, Price Lookup. We've been using these bad boys now since the late 1900s. Ah, that just sounds cool, doesn't it? And what millennials use to uh, make you feel old about your birthday. They started back in 1990. Can you believe it's over 30 years ago? And every piece of fruit in your supermarket has one of them on it. Ah, fruit trivia. You see fruit with a four-digit code? It's conventionally grown. A five-digit code number that starts with a nine? It's certified organic. A five-digit code that starts with an eight? It's been genetically modified. There. Uh, see, you walk away with some unknown knowledge that you didn't have before. But where did it all start? Well, many do say it started way back when with our friendly Egyptians. Yeah, back in ancient Egypt, they stuck paper to walls to show prices for different merchandise in the different markets that they had. Then stickers got another boost in 1839 from a guy by the name of Roland Hill. He added some glue to the back of paper. Boom! The postage stamp was born. There's also Stanton Avery. Think of that name, Stanton Avery. Avery labels? How many of us have not bought a box of some kind of Avery labels in our lifetime? Box labels, hello, my name is labels. Do you put those things on the left side or the right side of your chest? Well, those bad boys came out in 1959 and, well, really haven't been sticking to any suit jacket for, oh God, decades at this point. Stanton gave us the first self-adhesive label, and that happened back in 1935. I love Hello, My Name is Labels. God, how, how many of those have you worn in your lifetime? Oh, and then there's bumper stickers. Some of it started back in the 40s after the war, the WOA, a guy by the name of Forrest P. Gill of Kansas City. Well, he realized we had a, a rather large surplus of two big items after the war, 
adhesive-backed paper, and fluorescent paint. Adhesive-backed paper and fluorescent paint. Now, what could I do with that? Well, back in the horse and buggy times, they had ads on horsefly nets. The early cars did not even have bumpers. Didn't happen until 1927 with the Model T. But those bumper stickers just thrived. Oh God, back in my radio career, bumper stickers were the shit. We did contests. If you're old enough to remember, you may remember this station is going to make me rich bumper stickers. The station van pulled up beside you and pulled you over and gave you a prize. It all kind of ended when people started pretending to be with radio stations. Police got involved, lots of paperwork, and then the, you know, the, the radio station van pulling people over. That didn't really happen that much anymore. But some stations gave away really big money, like WMAQ, Z100, WNBC, WNBC, WABC. The staff always complained. Why don't we have stickers? Why don't we have better stickers? We're running out of bumper stickers. By the way, stickers were the number one giveaway at virtually any on-site radio event outside of keychains and pens. But anyway, I want a t-shirt. Do you ever notice you know, all those radio station t-shirts? Nobody ever wore them anyway. Here, kid, have a sticker. Some of the very first first-party data capture actually happened back then. The Peel label on the back was a mail-in for a contest. So here's your bumper sticker. Send us your name, address, phone number, blah, 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 blah. And back in those days, we're going to do a random drawing, and you could win yourself some money. Ah, those were the days. Many were not smart enough to use the data. Anyway, the inside drama with radio station bumper stickers was always with the sales department. These people would, um, let's see, how, how can I put this nicely, disparage the caliber of another radio station's audience by the bumper stickers. Yeah, you know, you only see those stickers on old beat-up pickup trucks. Do you want those people coming in your store? Our audience is too classy and would never put stickers on their high-end Benz or Audi Unless, unless it was a deadhead sticker. More on those in a bit, too. So, sorry for the, the, for the trip down memory lane for radio, but boy, bumper stickers were just the thing for probably at least two decades. You've seen the Biden-Harris stickers and the Trump 2020 bumper stickers during the last presidential race. That all started back in 1952 when Dwight D. Eisenhower was running for president. No election has neglected to have stickers out the wazoo ever since. The big craze that started in 1984? Eh, you don't see as much of it today, but there were those little yellow and black triangles. Baby on board. Oh my God, you couldn't swing a dead cat without seeing one of those. But they sold two million of them in their very first year. Then, of course, there's the honor student stickers. My kid is an honor student, or my honor student will beat up your honor student. The stick figures and the family car stickers, you know, the stick figure of mom and dad and the kids and the pet, that took off in 2006. And my God, it really went nuts. It still is nuts today. I still see a lot of them. The crazies have dogs and cats and birds and, and, and other things, too. Speaking of crazies, My Little Pony, Mickey Mouse, Transformers, Care Bears, Peanuts, Scooby-Doo, Trolls, Garbage Pail Kids, now TikTok and Baby Yoda, you see them everywhere, Lisa Frank stickers, those crazy stickers you put on those things when you were in the school back in the 80s, you know, on your Trapper Keeper, if you're under 50, you may have to look that up, Trapper Keeper, 
You'll figure it out. You put those stickers and folders on your trapper keeper, on your, on your tablet covers, on your locker. Today, you walk into any coffee shop, you see laptops with stickers all over them. Stickers on phone covers and on tablets. Back to Lisa Frank. Rainbows, unicorns, animals, the panda bear. She made her money from Spencer Gifts. Do you remember that store? Every time I went to the mall, remember malls? Every time I went to the mall, I would always visit Spencer Gifts. That was just like the place to go. Anyway, her stickers are also now loved by the millennials. What's old is new again, just like bell bottoms, I guess. Back in school for me, we were sticker heads. Do you remember the fake electrical outlet stickers? They were great. You put one on the wall, people would try to plug something in and you couldn't. Let that fun sink in because, man, imagine how much fun that would be today with all the phone chargers out there. Fake wall outlet stickers. Uh, No mobile phones back then. Back then, I still had the rotary dial phone, you hater. Then there are the coexist stickers. You've seen them with the crescent for Islam, the star of David for our Jewish friends, and of course, the cross for all of those zany Christians. That came from a Polish guy, actually. His name was Pieter. I would not even have the ability of saying his last name outside of there being a lot of consonants in it, very few vowels. But Pieter came up with the coexist sticker just about 20 years ago. U2, the band with Bono, U2, for their Vertigo tour, they use that as the symbol of the tour for world peace. Speaking of bands, Grateful Dead stickers, you saw them everywhere. And back to bumper stickers and cars, those were the stickers you saw on the high-end cars. On Mercedes, on Beamers and Jags. I mean, there were deadheads everywhere. Speaking of rock bands, rock band stickers, they were a thing too. Rolling Stones with the lips and tongue. Oh, and by the way, Charlie... We miss you, my friend. There was Bowie's Lightning Bolt, ACDC, Nine Inch Nails, the N-I-N, Kiss, Pink Floyd with the Wall album, Queen. Oh, and then there's the Oval Traveler stickers. Remember the snobby people that used to wear those back in the day in their car? LBI, OBX, CA, MV. You know every one of those places. Speaking of ovals, 13.1, 26.2. You damned runners had to show us that you could run far and fast. Yeah, you know what? I have to admit, I had one of those in my car for, God, probably almost a decade as well. Then there was even a lawsuit against bumper stickers back in 1991. Cunningham versus the state of Georgia. The state Supreme Court ruled that bumper stickers were protected by the First Amendment right of free speech. He claimed his sticker was okay. It had a certain curse word, uh, began with F and ends with U-C-K. Fire truck? Oh, it could be. But he claimed his sticker was protected by the First Amendment right. But the state arrested him, threw his ass in jail, said there was a law prohibiting bad words on the ass end of cars. The state Supreme Court ruled with him. Oh, I recently saw a bumper sticker. It said, I'm a veterinarian, therefore I can drive like an animal. Suddenly, I realized how many proctologists are actually out driving on our roads today. Sticker vandalism, which is where this entire podcast came from in the first place. There are stickers everywhere on everything. They're all over the place. Now, is it just my city? Well, the cool kids call it bombing or tagging or slapping. Slapping? Oh, come on. You've heard of slapping. You've never slapped a sticker on anything. Think of all those stickers you had from Mad Magazine. You slapped them on something. The first recognized sticker art was back in 1989. It was called Andre the Giant Has a Posse by Frank Fairley. Great stuff. 
Plus, I did a little more digging into the internets. Well, I, I found that Seattle, New York, San Francisco, Sao Paulo, Brazil, Amsterdam, all have massive sticker and poster problems. Now, I will say I see a lot of stickers in my town, but not a lot of posters. New York City, on the other hand, is poster heaven all over the place. I'm not really sure who has more of what, but I did find out that the city with the most graffiti in the world is New York City, per the experts. But I will say, I never see a lot of graffiti in Manhattan, so I'm not sure what the hell they're talking about. Back to the stickers for a moment. There are guys that use what they call label 228s. 228s. That's the paper that also the Postal Service uses. And boy, do they stick. And they stick quick. Say that fast six times as well. Some still use what is called wheat paste, which is kind of starch and water mixed together. It's going to hold up a poster forever. But label 228, if you have ever tried to pull a sticker off of something that you know they put on your house or on your car or on a pole, that shit sticks forever. <laughs> oh, one sticker I do see a lot. In just about every city, it's from their parking authority. It's a big, bright orange one with one word, tow. Yes, kiss your car goodbye. You know, I do love really most stickers that I see around the city. Some are a little over the top. Some are a little too political and bullshit and crap. But so many of them are so creative. You artists. Uh, what does the sticker on the NSA desktop computer say? Intel inside. That's a political joke for you. Well, let's talk about the other side of the coin. Well, the other side of the sticker. Like we were talking about the label 228 paper. How do you get these damn things off? If you can't peel it off, ugh, what do I do? Well, you can try soaking a rag with rubbing alcohol. Let that rag sit on the sticker for a couple of minutes. It should just peel right off for you. But if it doesn't, you could also try stuff like Goo Gone, WD-40. A good old razor blade works many times as well, too. Well, I hope this podcast episode well, sticks with you. As usual, it's always about the things that I see, the things I think that you see, we see every day in our lives and we think about and hardly ever talk about. But it's always fun. It is fun, you know? Speaking of fun, how do you drown a blonde? Oh, stop a minute. Can I do a blonde joke here? Yeah? You sure? Okay. How do you drown a blonde? Well, you put a scratch and sniff sticker at the bottom of a swimming pool. Huh. Oh, I also forgot to talk about how I'm driving stickers. How am I driving stickers? Well, I see them all the time. I'm sure you do too. Well, once I actually did call the number and I said, how am I driving? I think you're using the steering wheel. Mm. I hope that one doesn't steer you away from the next episode of Street Curb Curiosity.